0: complex yet at its core very simplistic think about it most sushi is a bit of fish or vegetables wrapped in rice and dried seaweed that's it when you lay it out like that it seems pretty basic but then you can say it is hand-rolled line-caught tuna belly from the seas off the coast of Portugal the tuna is dotted with fresh ground wasabi rice grown in the Yamagata prefecture in Japan wrapped in hand-toasted nori and topped with sea urchin roe and caviar very complex. What I'm trying to make here is that sushi can be very difficult to make. It takes years and years to master. Sushi apprentices usually aren't even allowed to make rice for the first year or two. Once they do move up to rice, that is their primary focus for two to seven years, depending on their master. Does this mean that you can't make delicious, satisfying sushi at home? Of course not. Today, we're going to talk about how you can make sushi at home. We're gonna break it down into its individual parts so you can understand that delicious homemade sushi doesn't have to be really hard to make. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food in Five, and this is how to make homemade sushi. Yes, you can. Sushi rice. Sushi has this kind of mythical fog around it. We hear stories like the one I mentioned, about people taking years to master it. This can instill a sense of nervousness in the home cook, getting ready to roll their first roll. But don't let that deter you. If you want to get a Michelin star making sushi, then yes, take that time. Otherwise, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Before we talk about making sushi, rice or sushi in general, I think that it's important to understand the history of sushi a little. So let's take a look at that first. The History of Sushi. Though sushi as we know it is a relatively modern invention only dating back to about the 18th century, earlier versions date back as far as the 2nd century. The later versions and the ones we enjoy today are based on a concept developed out of necessity in Southeast Asia. The original version of sushi isn't something that we would recognize as sushi today. It was actually a way to preserve fish. The fish would be salted, Then packed in fermented rice. This would allow the fish to be kept for long periods of time without spoiling. When people were ready to eat the fish, they would actually discard the rice. As this technique found its way to Japan around the 8th century, the rice began to be eaten. The Japanese culture at the time believed that rice was sacred and throwing it away was unheard of. So they began to eat the fermented rice that the salted fish was packed in along with the fish. This developed into a dish known in Japan as. Naminari, which means semi-fermented. Naminari is half-cooked or half-salted fish wrapped in fermented rice and eaten. The big difference is this dish and the original version is that the fish isn't fermented at all, and it can be made instantly if you have some fermented rice and lightly salted fish. Somewhere between the 16th and 18th century, someone realized that if they took freshly cooked rice and added rice vinegar with a bit of seasoning, they could create the fermented rice flavor in minutes. This soured rice was served with fish, vegetables, and dried ingredients pressed into cubes in a mold. This gave way to modern nigiri sushi, which is fish placed on top of a mound of rice. One other piece of the sushi puzzle fell in place in 1750 with the invention of dried nori sheets. With that invention, someone had the brilliant idea of wrapping around the soured rice, fish, and vegetables. And just like that, maki rolls were born. So why am I telling you this? I find that understanding the history of any dish takes away some of the mysticism around it. To me, knowing that sushi was born out of a need to preserve fish and then as a way to recreate the flavors that came from that preservation makes it a lot easier to wrap my head around. When I think of sushi as soured rice wrapped around fish and vegetables and dried seaweed, it makes me feel like, oh, hey, I can do that. And I hope that it's done the same for you. Making Sushi Rice Sushi rice is made with a short grain rice variety that has a fairly high starch content. Most grocery stores will sell it as sushi rice. Despite the fact that it will probably be sold to you as sushi rice, in Japan and other cultures, it is the type of rice eaten with every meal. It only really becomes sushi rice when seasoned with vinegar. To make sushi rice, follow the instructions on the rice package. At the same time the rice is cooking, combine two parts each, rice vinegar and sugar, and one part salt. It depends on how much rice you're using, but for two cups of uncooked rice, use two tablespoons of vinegar and sugar and one tablespoon of salt. Boil this mixture for one minute, then gently fold it into the cooked rice. Loosely cover the cooked rice, cooked and seasoned rice, and let it come to room temperature. Now, two cups may seem like a lot, like if you make basmati rice and you use two cups of dried rice, You're going to get a lot of rice. But sushi rice doesn't expand nearly as much as basmati rice does. So, two cups will give you just over two cups of cooked rice. So, that's how much you kind of want to feed a family, excuse me, to feed a family of four sushi. Now, rolling sushi. Sticky rice is sticky. Duh. That means that it sticks to just about everything. When making sushi, keep a bowl of room temperature water close by to dip your hands into. The rice won't stick to your hands if they're wet. I also always wrap my sushi mat in plastic wrap to keep it clean and tidy, and keep a damp cloth around to wipe the counter and the sushi mat after each roll. So let's talk about the sushi mat for a minute. You've probably seen these. They're thin strips of bamboo tied together with string, so they're flexible and can roll. You can buy these in most grocery stores, Um, And if you can't find them in a grocery store, you can order them off Amazon. You can get them in any Asian grocery store. uh, And they are a necessity if you're making sushi or you're making sushi rolls. You're just making nigiri or something like that. It's fine. But for maki rolls, you will definitely need it. Uh, And it's best to wrap it in plastic wrap just to keep it clean. To roll sushi, lay the mat flat on the counter and place a sheet of nori on it. For a full sheet of nori, large rolls, use about half a cup of cooked rice. For half sheets, small rolls, use about a quarter cup. Use your hands, make sure they're wet, to spread the rice in an even layer across the nori. Make sure you leave a lip at the top of the nori sheet. The bottom is closest to you. Add whatever fillings you'd like, fish, vegetables, etc. If you don't like raw fish, smoked fish makes a great alternative. Put the fillings in a narrow line on the back third of the sushi sheet on top of the rice. Now, using the mat, roll the back of the rice and nori, or the bottom of the rice and nori, up and over the filling. but uh, gently but firmly pulling backward to tighten the roll. At this point, pull the bottom of the sushi mat over the top of the mat using one hand, and pull uh, to pull and one hand to maintain even pressure on the sushi. So let's go over that again. You have your sushi mat in front of you. You put it's wrapped in plastic. You put your sheet of nori, which is a dried seaweed, down, and you put half a cup of rice. Leave a, a half inch lip at the top. Of the sushi mat I'm sorry at the top of the nori sheet spread your rice out evenly then put your fillings in the bottom third in a straight line now lift the sushi mat from the bottom and roll the nori and rice up over the filling and then just kind of gently pull back on the sushi mat to tighten everything grab the top of the mat with one hand and push it forward with your other hand to finish rolling the sushi and the mat should come out the bottom on the on the back side and the sushi should be just left on your cutting board. Take some practice. You're not going to get it the first time. You'll definitely need to get a feel for it. You'll need to get a feel for how much rice to use, how, how to evenly spread it, um, how much filling to use. And you can use a full sheet of nori or a half sheet if you prefer. Um, but it don't beat yourself up if the first couple of times you make this, it doesn't look great. It is going to take some practice. Sushi filling. I find it challenging to find sushi-grade fish. Because of this, I generally use smoked fish, like cold-smoked salmon or hot-smoked mackerel. I'll pair these with cucumbers and wasabi, just roll them on their own, or top them with spicy mayo. One of my favorite rolls is sweet potato and avocado. Sweet potato is best when tempura battered and fried, but steamed or roasted sweet potato works well as well. I also like rolls with carrots, cucumber, radish, and spicy mayo. The point here is that you roll whatever you want into your sushi. You can follow tradition or go crazy and make a really unique roll. That's completely up to you. The Wrap-Up What I hope you take away from this is that you can make sushi. Yes, you can make sushi at home. I don't care what skill level, age, or whatever. You can do it. It may take you a few times to get the hang of how exactly to roll the sushi but once you nail that down, you are set. And if you like sushi but have never made it at home, you're seriously missing out. You can have all-you-can-eat sushi for a fraction of the cost of buying it at a restaurant, and it's a lot of fun to make. Please give it a shot. And if you're wondering where to buy the ingredients, it's more than likely that your local grocery store has everything you need. You'll find the rice and the nori in either the uh, international food section or in the seafood department. Uh, is where you'll commonly find it. You can find wasabi. Everything will be in your local grocery store. And if it isn't, you more than likely have a specialty Asian grocery store in your town and they'll have everything you need. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much to Mary Jane for recommending this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it, Mary Jane. Um, And if you have an idea for an episode, uh, please send me an email at chefbenkelly at gmail.com. And I still need a few more Uh, people to join the review squad for my new cookbook and if you're interested in doing that send me an email at chefbenkelly at gmail.com and I've been talking for a while now about having a co-host on the podcast and things have changed a little bit he and I have decided to start a separate podcast so he's not going to join me here on chef's notes but he and I have started a podcast called Evan and Ben talk about food and stuff um, and that actually the first episode comes out tomorrow and you can find it wherever you find podcasts uh, or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Evan and Ben. And I'll share a link to that in the description of the next episode we do here at food and five uh, because that podcast hasn't been released yet. But the first episode will be out tomorrow. Um, and my co-host, he's my best friend in the world. He was a chef for a very long time. He and I have worked in, Four or five restaurants together and we've been friends for well over a decade um a decade and a half now actually uh and yeah we just talk about food and stuff and it's a lot of fun so check that out and again i'll share a link in next uh on wednesday's post uh and again thank you to mary jane thank you to everybody for listening uh i'll be back on wednesday with another fantastic episode of food and five until then i'm chef ben you can follow me on instagram and twitter and facebook at chef ben kelly And you can email me at chefbenkelly at gmail.com. And as always, you can find all the written versions of these episodes at chefsnotes.com. Thank you so much. Have a good day, everybody. I will talk to you soon.